I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Jason Griggs. Jason has become the biggest short-term rental investor in Las Vegas, uh, Henderson, Nevada area, which is quite a claim, and I'm excited to talk about that. Um, currently, 18 active Airbnb rentals. Um, and Jason, I, first of all, let me just say thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm super excited to have you. I appreciate it, Jay. And uh, let's dive into it, man. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. I, I follow your page a lot. And I think it'll be useful to your followers of this business and how awesome it is. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, before we started recording, uh, the, the Airbnb space, the short-term rental is uh, very intriguing to me, and I'm looking to get to get into it by the end of the year. Um, well, let's just actually back up and, and just tell people a bit about your background. Tell us about yourself, kind of how you got started, and and uh, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Yeah, I was. Um, I'm from Long Island, New York. I moved to Vegas about 11 years ago now, and I got into real estate. I was a teacher uh, when I first started, uh, when I first moved out here, and I transferred that into being a real estate agent, and then eventually into a real estate investor, and I do both. And then I started buying a, a rental properties about six years ago, and I kept doing it and just kept snowballing and buying more and more every single year. And then finally, I entered into the short-term rental space, kind of okay. fell into it by accident. One of the agents in our office does runs a huge portfolio of them and was showing me the business. And I was addicted to buying rental properties from the get-go. And I I just was I just fell into this short-term rental business and I haven't looked back since. Nice, nice. So yeah, as a as a teacher and and then a, a real estate agent, where is that something you were kind of doing? like to supplement income, do, doing that on the side? Is that, was that kind of the, the thought process there, I guess? You know, it wasn't. So I was a teacher right. first and I just didn't like it. I hated it, actually. Right. I hated the money. I hated that you were capped at a certain point. You couldn't go, your income was just stopped. And I kind of wanted more freedom. And so I started, I coach a lacrosse team out here and I run a program and I was networking with a few of the parents and one of one parent was willing to show me how to do real estate and kind of became my mentor in being an agent and being an investor. And that, the rest is history. So I used my lacrosse income that I had a business and I used that to kind of help me stay afloat with my real estate business. And that's always my advice when you start with real estate is you need it's so hard to just go all in if you don't right. have a set income or you right. need a lot of savings because it's expensive when you first yeah. start. And so that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually a really great point. Not, not just that you, you, you need some money to like seed money or starting investing in real estate is, is like starting a business, but also um, when it comes to, to debt, right. They're, they're unlikely to give you 
loans as easily if you don't show some level of income, you know, right off the bat. So it's there's good reasons to kind of keep that job in some capacity in the beginning. I think in a, in a lot of people's instances. But um, so so you started as an agent, you were investing, and then you said was it six years ago you sort of made the transition to short term rentals. No, it's I the six years ago I I bought my first long term rental. Gotcha. Okay. And I've been doing short term rentals for about two years. Okay. Here. Okay. And it's just the the analogy I use is that they're the short term rentals are long term rentals on steroids. They're just bigger money, bigger cash flow, bigger returns, but they're more work. Right. And so everybody and their mother wants to go buy Airbnbs. I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. But what where I come in is I let them know that it's not an easy business. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It takes it takes a lot of TLC of massaging that the properties, getting them correct, and making them last a long time. That's really the business. Yeah, yeah. So w- when you made that transition, how first of all, let's start with like how did you do that? How did you make the transition? What was kind of I know you already had some long-term rentals. So, so did you turn some of those long-term rentals into short-term rentals or did you just get other properties to get short-term? How did you make that transition? Good question. Um, I didn't, I didn't transfer anything. I didn't sell any of my other properties. I just learned the, the basics of what type of properties I needed to buy. And there's a lot of rules and laws and regulations out here in Henderson where I operate. So I had to learn those. And then I had to go out and find these things. And so I started buying a small one and then I got that up and running. And then I did another one and then it just snowballed into a whole portfolio of them. And they're are a lot of work. So I had to really be careful of making sure that there, I have a set standard of what I buy. And then I remodel them most of the time to make sure mm-hmm. that they're beautiful because you need it to stand out. Yeah. You need your property to be different than all the other ones out there and then you have to make sure that you have the operations under control which we do we work i partnered with the my mentor who showed me how the business and so my job is to find these things remodel them get them ready and then i pass them off to okay. sean and then sean helps me manage them okay awesome when you are doing so what are you looking for? I guess specifically, if you know, if you were already doing long-term rentals, now you're looking at short-term rentals. You said some of it's regulation-based, but what are you looking for in these properties? And and maybe it's different in different markets, but specifically for you, what are you looking for in terms of your deal criteria? You know what, Jay? It's it's really not different in every market. And this is it's I call it the gut factor. Like, will this house, like, will people go to this house and have fun? That's yeah. what I look at. Yeah. I look at that. And then I look at all the other factors that are important. The location of the house. Is it near a major attraction? Like, where are you buying this house that people are going to want to go? So all mine are in Henderson, which is 15 minutes away from the Strip. Okay. And so that was my game plan. The Strip is saturated with crappy Airbnbs. The hotels are always sold out. And so if people just were willing to drive a little bit further out, they could stay in a really, really nice place. And it worked because a lot of the people, a lot of people visit here and they don't go to the strip. They just want to come here. They want to, we have a lake. Um, there's tons of sports that go on now, with the Raiders being here in the yeah. golden nights. And so that's, you got to find like your, your little niche in your market. So where do you live? 
Uh, Los Angeles currently. Okay. So there's so many different, like uh, Joshua Tree is mm-hmm. huge yeah. right now. And because it's like off the grid, it's different. So in the past two or three years, that that market kind of blew up. Yeah. And then you had Big Bear blow up for a little bit. And so it's changing. That's the cool part about the business is right. all these different places are popping up or cool new places to go. And so what would be popular two years ago might not be as popular. So you got to constantly stay on it. Yeah. 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 The, the gut factor that you're talking for me, that's, that's my wife. So she, (laughs) when we go stay someplace, if we, we stay in Airbnb, I always pick a bad one. I always pick, I'm like, really? Yeah. I don't know why. I just always pick about. So I know that, that she, I'm happy to do the, the renovation part. Like I can handle all of that stuff, but yeah, for whatever reason, I'm like, I have to show her, is this going to be a good one? Is it going to be a place that you and your family would look at to stay in? Like, and it, it, it helps because it, it's, it actually makes a big difference. But, um, so you're, you're trying to make them stand out. What are you, what are you doing to, to do that? What's your kind of goal? Do you have, are you trying to make them look all the same or are you trying to make each one unique so that they even stand out from each other? How do you approach that? So I definitely don't make them all the same. I I make them a little different, but the backyard is super important in my market because it's hot uh, eight months out of the year. So having a pool is pretty much essential. And so then you're picking a property with a pool that can entertain. And so I've picked properties that I feel like has the the best backyards with the best pools. That's the main attraction of the house. Okay. And then I work backwards and then we put new cabinets in inside, new granite. Like we make it really nice, but you have to make, you have to pick houses with open layouts. You can't have choppy layouts in, in your property because you're going to have groups of 10, 12, 14 people. And if they're, they're going to want to hang out together right. in the same place. So having a big open layout backyard and then a big open layout inside is super important, especially on the bigger properties. Gotcha. You're, so you're looking for ones with a pool. Are they, are the pools already in good shape or is that some of what you're doing in terms of renovation? Are you having to, you know, kind of resurface these pools or, or how, how big of a project are you willing to take on? So I just I just finished the biggest one in Vegas and Henderson. It was nine thousand square feet. So oh, wow. it was a huge mansion, and that took almost nine months to do. So I had a partner with somebody that was like yeah. amazing with construction because I'm really not the best. Like my vision is good, but I need somebody to take it and then do it. Right. And so we, I don't know. Every time I see a property, it's nicer when it's already done. And there's not much to do because then it's less money out of pocket, but it doesn't scare me that I have to redo one. I kind of slowed down buying because of obviously how the market's going right now. So I'm looking for ones that are already ready to go, or maybe somebody started one and didn't like the business. So I've been kind of going after taking it over somebody else's and just redoing it. But for the business, you have to make sure that you go and do it correctly. You can't cut any corners because the guests are gonna they're gonna rip you apart on the review right. section, just like you said, right? If you always pick a bad one, so right, yeah, like yeah. you got to make it good. So you got to give a good good first impression with the pictures, and then you got to deliver when they come in. And 
make sure that those pictures are actually the house. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing to do that? Like what, I don't know if it's, I know you know, said you have to have a pool, open layouts. Is there other design features? Are there things that that you and your partners think, okay, we, we needed to have this. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's a game room. I, you know what I mean? Like, or is it just clean, open, you know, usable space? I, I don't know how specific you actually get. I've seen some where people get almost theme oriented and stuff like that. I, I don't know what your strategy is. Yeah. I mean, it's your house, so you got to have fun with it, but we do, we have done some themes. My mansion, we did a Vegas theme. So every room is painted a different uh, Vegas hotel theme and people yeah. love that, yeah. but we put all really nice furniture in it, bright colors. Um, we don't use cheap furniture ever. We use nice because they, it'll break. And then just putting like different cool amenities, like we did um, like a, a secret room with a, a camera in it. So you could take selfies and we designed it that didn't cost a lot of money, but it's a huge feature that everybody sure. talks about when they go visit. But having the pool, having a hot tub, places to sit outside, a barbecue, those are like the main essential ones that people are going to rent your house for. You don't have to go so crazy putting 700 board games in the house because they're not going to be in the house a lot of the time. You know, they're coming here for vacation, but some people are. So you got to kind of play both sides of it. Right. Right. You're you, you've talked about the, you know, sort of the, the business side of it. What you know, how you're handling these. And I know you said um, you kind of hand it off. I don't know how much um, insight you want to speak to on that in terms of getting it aside from the renovation, like what are you doing to get it up and running, getting it ready and, and then sort of manage those bookings to optimize things? So that's the hardest part about the business. Setting it up is super easy and, you know, you do all that and the house is beautiful, that, but that's now the fun you, part, right? you, see your, the fun you part. see your vision come to, come to life. Exactly. Now you got to make sure that it operates. And that's right. the, that's like the hardest thing to explain to investors. Like just because you made it nice, doesn't mean it's going to book and doesn't mean that it's going to sustain. So people, they make this nice house and there's like four floods in the first month because they didn't test it properly. So you need to test your house. That's the first thing. And what we do is we call it a test run where we have three different groups of people stay in the house. Okay. So for the first three weeks, it's just testing. They test okay. the pool, they test the, the water, they test the dishwasher, all things that like leak. We always are testing, making sure that the water pressure is good, that the hot water, because those are the things guests are going to complain about. Once that's done, then we release it. And what our strategy is, we always release it at a very low price. We don't go and put it at a, at a very, very high price. We actually do the opposite. We start, start at low. So if we're targeting $900 a night, then we'll start at around $500 a night until we wow. get around 10 five-star reviews. And once we get those 10 five-star reviews, our SEO will boost and our listings will start to trend to the top of Airbnb and VRBO, those websites. And then we will start raising our prices. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And I, I, I really like the, the sort of test run of it. Are, are these... Are these like friends or are these um, actual people that are booking? How are you How are you doing those test groups? It's both. We have uh, one group of our property management team. We have a set group of people that 
stay in all of our properties. We manage 31 of them. So they'll rotate. And if there's, if we get up teen a new one, or we're taking on a new management client, they'll sleep there. And then we'll have friends. I'll invite friends. Hey, you want to go stay in a mansion for three days? And we give them a list and all they got to do is just hang out and do whatever they want to do. And then if they see something, they write down on the piece of paper, we leave it in the kitchen of notes of things that are maybe they would like to have, or if they were missing, for example, they, one group, they bought big tubs of ice cream and mm-hmm. we didn't have an ice cream scooper. So True. they put on the list, Hey, you know, you should probably get an ice cream scooper. So we did. I've never heard anyone talk about that. Maybe people do. I don't know. I've never heard anyone talk about that. And it seems simple, but like also just a a great idea. Just having like essentially just trying to stay ahead of the problems. Right. And the problems are mostly going to come from the reviews. So if you fix all that in advance and anticipate what you might get negative reviews on that, that's going to go a long way to, to sort of launching it quickly and well. Right. Exactly. And and you have to, there's just some like different animals that you have to handle up front, like on a bigger house, the trash. And in Vegas, um, the trash only gets taken out once a week from the city. So right. it could build up. So we have to hire service to take, get, get the trash at that second day. So we pick it up twice a week instead of once a week because in a big okay. house, it, it adds up. So you have to figure out how are you going to handle trash? That's like a huge one because yeah. when guests come and they see a huge pile of trash on the side of the house, it's just like a yeah. huge turnoff. Right. right. Um, yeah. But then making sure that all of your functions work, like does your process of how the guests are going to get inside. Like a lot of guests have trouble reading directions. So making yeah. it super easy for them to, they just got out of a car on a 12 hour road trip. Right. How are they going to get inside the house first? And then making sure there's a lot of scams going on with Airbnb right now where people will try and book big parties. And so you got to make sure that you vet the guests correctly, making sure that they don't book your house for a big party. So we, what we do is we try to keep guests from booking. If you live in Las Vegas, we don't really allow you to book our properties. Yeah. Okay. Just all out of towners, out of staters, because like if you're living in Vegas and you're booking somebody as one of our houses, like something's up. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Are, do you have cameras? Do you put cameras in them so like security? We, so we only put cameras in the front of the house. Okay. We do not put any cameras in the backyards and we don't put them inside the house ever. Okay. And the reason why we do that, just the liability thing, there's just so many problems where there's like a lot of spying going on and yeah. we don't want that. But having the ring camera in the front door and then the floodlight that shines into the driveway yeah. is very important because you'll be able to see who every single person who comes in your property. Right, right. Yeah, I, I guess there's two sides to that, right? If you have cameras inside, you know, and someone breaks something, well, you might have caught it on camera. But at the same time, probably people don't want, you know, they, they don't want you kind of watching them while they're they're uh at their you know on their vacation and whatnot so i i guess that that does make sense i i think it would probably be probably potentially be a turnoff and 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 show up in reviews if people are like oh there's cameras everywhere i felt like i couldn't 
be myself on vacation. Well, people people want privacy. Like when you right. go to a hotel, there's no cameras in, inside right. the hotel room, right? But I'll give you an example. So this past week, our one of our outdoor TVs got stolen by one of the guests. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, there's no if we had a camera, we could have seen who did it. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the TV was right next to the hot tub. So I'm like, if we had a camera and it's shining, yeah. looking right at the person in the hot tub, then it would create problems. And right. so we just right. uh, we just make it a rule that only in the front of the house. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Um, how do you how do you manage um, the bookings and things like that? Are you uh, and I think you said you, you're managing them. So you, you're not hiring out a third par- party property management company or how do you kind of handle that side of it? So I partnered with um, my partner, Sean, and he manages all of them for me. Okay. I've, I help, but he's very good with the back end stuff. And so we use a, a software and program called Guesty. And so okay. Guesty is a full management service to manage all of your properties under one platform. You could do all the accounting with it. You could manage all your cleaners with it. And you can do pretty much everything that you will need to do with that one platform. And it connects right to Airbnb and VRBO. It shows all your calendar for all your properties. And so that's the organization of it. But that's only half of it. The second half is dealing with the problems. And so he has a full on-staff crew of people that, run the properties, um, making sure that we do the cleaning checks, constantly checking on your cleaning staff to make sure that they go and they do a good job. And then things breaking middle mm-hmm. of the night. So we have somebody on staff. If there's a party, we got to go and break it up, things like that. As far as checking on the cleaners, what is, are you, you have someone just kind of going there and periodically you know, sort of randomly checking is that is that how you handle something like that i know yeah we we do it a lot but like the when i went to that house with the missing tv the cleaners missed it they didn't see the missing tv and then somebody smoked inside the house and they didn't report it so okay. we had to go and fix the tv issue and then spray the property because somebody smoked a cigarette inside the house and they're not supposed to do that and so you have to really train your cleaners to like look for these things. Yeah. But they're they're going to be lazy. They they're just there to clean the house. They're not. It's not their house. It's not their business. Right. So they don't really care. They're just there to do a job. And so you got to really incentivize the cleaners to do a good job. And but ninety five percent of the time they're not going to do it the full way you want it. So that's why we constantly do property checkups. Okay. Yeah, I've heard. You know, a lot of people in the Airbnb space just talk about th- your cleaners are one of the most most important components of the whole thing. Just that you have have good ones, have ones that are, I guess, you know, they're they're obviously not going to be as a te- you know uh, detail oriented as you might on your own property. But yeah, having that sort of um, level of trust with them that that they're going to do do a good job, I'm sure, is incredibly important. Yeah, because you have. They're really the the lifeline of the business because you have our checkout is at 11 and then the check-in is at four. Right. So we're constantly having same day checkout and check-in. And if they don't do their job at the yeah. exact time we need them to, right. that second group that's coming in is screwed. And then we're yeah. screwed. Yeah. Um, so we have those dialed in really well. It's super difficult to set up and really find good cleaners that are that know you better be there at 1101 
right. getting to work because you have five hours until the next group comes. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. Um, t- tell me a little bit about your, uh, your training, your, your training course, your short-term rental course and, you know, kind of what you're doing with that. Sure. Yeah. So I operate in one of the hardest markets in Henderson and soon to be Vegas because we have so many illegal Airbnbs in town and they're putting rules and regulations in to kind of subsidize what's going on. And I was getting so many calls, Jay, of how to do this. Jay, how do you like, I want to do one. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and create a platform and a course of how to do it correctly. Right. And so I did it two ways. I did it for people that are going to do it in the Vegas and Henderson market, but then I made it generalized. So, so anybody in any city, in any state can learn how to do it and then furnish it and manage it correctly. And what I did, I think that was a little unique was the training. Actually, I go through five of my properties and I go through in detail why I put this here why I bought this house, why I designed the kitchen this way. And you can translate that to any city. You could go find similar looking houses. Um, one thing that I look for in properties is minimal neighbors. So having, instead of buying a house that's boxed in with five houses around, I try to buy a corner house because it eliminates the noise factor. And so when I finished the course two weeks ago, uh, I released it. And now I've been helping other investors, not just here in Vegas and Henderson, just across the country, yeah. get theirs up and running and set up. And so it's been it's been helpful for that. I know a lot about the business, obviously, and um, it's a really popular thing right now. And so people are wondering how I do it. And I kind of created this course of like a one stop shop. You learn all the tricks and you could just replicate everything that I do and it, it will work. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's great. And I think very valuable. There are, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, it's obviously a, a sort of a hot topic, a popular topic. People want um, to get into the Airbnb space, but they're, uh, I think, you know, if you got into Airbnb maybe years ago, a few years back, you could probably get away without not having it dialed in all the way. But now, as you're saying, like, it's got to be, you got to stand out. It has to, everything has to be, you know, on part of to or above it, all of your competition because it's because there's a lot more competition and it's it's a a harder business probably to get into now. Yeah, it is. And, and a lot of people cut corners and yeah. just an overall business, right? So we have tried to create a standard of not doing that. And I haven't been in one Airbnb that that's nicer than mine. I really haven't. And I talked to all my partners and they feel the same way that we just created a new standard. And if you look at all my reviews, they reflect that. And so that's what I teach. Like you have to, if you're going to go into this and just put regular sheets on this bed, like this isn't going to be for you. You have to spend some money to make some money. And so we put in top of the line stuff. We make sure all the appliances are really, really nice. The pool is really nice. Like all the amenities are nice and it pays off because we have the nicest ones. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it makes like I said, uh, <laughs> I am bad at picking them, but my wife is good at picking them. And we have stayed in some really just, you know, you can tell that the people sort of went the cheap route on on the furniture, the the 
the mattresses and the pillows, like stuff like yep. that. That's just like, I, I, I said, we did, we stayed in one that's just like a terrible mattress. And I told her, I was like, if we ever have an Airbnb, 100%, we're getting nice mattresses. Like that makes a huge yeah. difference. Just like that people are comfortable when they're sleeping. And it's just, I, I, I love that. That's your perspective. That's, you know, kind of the, the business model for yours because it, it, it doesn't just make, it's going to make you stand out because I think a lot of people don't do that. No, they don't. They, they get lazy and then their business fails or they and then they start a new listing with the same house and it just doesn't do good. And then they, they cry like, Oh, I didn't, mine's not doing well. I'm like, yeah. you don't get it. You know, yeah. listen to the stuff in the course that, uh, yeah. that I, they put in there <laughs> take, and it'll be take, fine. Like take my course like, and you'll do like, better. <laughs> exactly. Like Jay, like the, the biggest thing that I see is a lot of people don't use professional pictures, mm-hmm. right? They use their iPhone yeah. and yeah. it costs 150 bucks to get professional pictures. Like that is step one of that is what everyone sees. Yeah. So how are you going to spend all this money and cheap out 150 bucks to get crabby pictures done because you're lazy and then people won't come to your house. So yeah. that's the biggest thing I help people with is get professional pictures done. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It makes total sense. Um, well, awesome. I, I, I love it. Um, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Let me uh, get to ask you the questions I ask every guest. Sure. So the first one based on the name of the show being know your why is, is what's your why? What, what kind of motivates you, um, you know, pushes you forward to more success? Ah, uh, it's a really good question. I just have like a, a good motivation. I feel I've, and people ask me this a lot. Like what, why are you so motivated? I that. I don't know. Um, yeah. it's definitely money driven a little bit. I think anyone who tells you it's not is full of crap and you know, I want to be successful and I just don't need like those extra, I call them extras. Like I don't need the motivational training. I don't need to go to a, a camp. I don't need to listen to anything. Like I just get up and do it. And I think a lot of people are wired backwards. So I guess my why would be I just want to be super successful. And then with being successful, you're able to help more people. And so now I'm in a position, I help a lot of younger people with sports, uh, with my kids and I help them develop. And it's funny because now I'm kind of teaching them real estate, which is really cool. Yeah, I teach them sports and now I'm like, dude, you should get into real estate. Like you'd be good <laughs> at it. You yeah. have a good personality. And so yeah. that's that's cool for me. But I guess to wrap it up, yeah, that, that would be it. Nice, nice. Um, Next question. Tell us something about yourself that uh, maybe isn't common knowledge. You know, people people don't know about you. Just just something to to let the audience get to know you a little better. Oh, geez. Um, let's see here. Well, I was a everybody like everyone freaks out when I tell them I was a teacher. They just can't get over that. They're like, like you were a kindergarten teacher. I'm like, yeah, a I kindergarten. Was. Yeah, kindergarten phys ed. Awesome. That was what I taught. I love. I always love sports, and so they they find it like crazy that I was a teacher. Um, but I really I just like coaching. I like coaching sports. That's like yeah. my one passion. And so when I tell people that I used to do that, I was they're like, "No way!" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I did." Yeah, and I just didn't like. I would still do it if the money paid, <laughs> paid better, but it, unfortunately, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you if you're they know you as a real estate investor, then uh, you know being right, be, you can't have a, anything before that. Right, that's, right. that's the big being, thing. Being like, a kid, kindergarten teacher in a past life doesn't doesn't quite fit that. But no, right, they just don't. Really cool. They're not seeing it. I don't. I had. I, I was. I'm not lying. 
Yeah, no, I believe you. Um, when people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? And we'll we'll put whatever you want in the show notes. But uh, what what's kind of what's I your... appreciate. So if if anyone needs help with the Airbnb stuff or short term rentals, um, they could go on my Instagram. It's uh, J Griggs, the letter J G R I G G S Real Estate. And then uh, I have my link tree in there and all my properties are on there. You could go and book my properties and see kind of what I've built out. And then my course is on there. And um, I've gotten into just doing one-on-one Zooms and, and going through other people's business of helping them build out their portfolio or getting them started with their first one. Awesome. Awesome. We'll get that in the show notes too. Um, last question for you, Jason. What What is piece of advice you would give to someone, you know, kind of getting started in real estate and it, you know, you can, you can sort of tailor it to short-term rentals, or you can say, yeah. you know, just real estate in general, whatever, whatever um, you feel strongly about. The best advice is you need to find a network. And a lot of people don't understand this. People get into real estate or they get into investing, whatever business they're in, and they don't have a network to either sell to or just communicate with. And yeah. here's my example. When I first got, got started into real estate, my network was my lacrosse team. And so I coach, I coach over 150 to 200 families mm-hmm. a year. And then it cycles because I get new families that are younger kids coming up and then older ones graduate. Right. And so I'm constantly in a network of three to 500 families where they know what I do and they know that I'm in real estate. They know I could help them buy a house. They know I could help them sell a house. Sometimes they sell me their investment properties and now they book my Airbnbs or promote them for me. And so I have a constant uh, flow of a network. And so new, I see a lot of new investors or new real estate agents, they don't have that. And if you don't have that, it's okay, but you need to go find that example that I just gave. And it could be anything like it could be a bowling club. It could be uh, one guy here. He does ETV club. And in that ETV club, he's the real estate guy. Yeah. So a hundred people go to him and then that's his like lifeline of business. So if you don't have that network, then you're not going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So need to build your network to get started. I mean, for sure, that's that's uh, right. a huge part of what, I mean, whatever component of real estate you want to be in, whether you're buying, selling, uh, or, or doing. And, and it's just you know, not in real estate, right? It, it's any job. Like if you're a personal trainer, right, you have to have a network that you're going to promote yourself to. And yeah. so. I think that's the biggest thing people miss is they're missing their network or a lot of people are like nervous or they're like afraid to put themselves out there of what Mm -hmm. they do. And the more you do that, the, whatever you're doing, just be confident in it and you'll be fine. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Well, listen, this is great. Thank you so much for coming on the show and and kind of telling us, I think, people looking to get into short-term rentals aside from the availability of your course. I mean, you gave us a lot of really good um, information there and, and valuable, uh, I think insight things. I mean, like I said, some of the stuff I'd never heard before. So <laughs> I think it's, it's sounds simple, but yeah, run some, run some test stays at your Airbnb. Like that's, <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming. You got it, Jay. Thanks for having me on. And if you ever need help with anything, shoot me a message. I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
All right, with that, we will sign out. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.